Hello and welcome to Theology Untapped, your source for theological discourse. My name is Regina Verghese and I'll be your host for today. We're joined by Finney Koshi and Jen Matthews. We'll be discussing worship and having a great time. So Finney, I've known you for a good 12, 15 years. I think we lived in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, did worship together for a lot of years throughout the city and at our own church. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, I think I met you when you came I here from you. Canada. Correct. Many oh. years ago. 99. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So when my Canada. sister was born, 18 years almost ago. Yeah. And Jen, you played the drums yep. and you're really good. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, both of you are really good, and I can vouch for I don't play myself. the drums. Yeah, but glad, glad to have you guys on. Glad to have you guys. Thank you, you know, for having us. Yeah. yeah, so today we'll be talking about worship, how we see it from a Pentecostal viewpoint, music, how it's affected us, and how we've grown up in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Finney, um, how long have you been in, involved in worship, and at what capacity? I think I've played piano for church ever since I was a little kid, maybe starting at the age of uh, 14. What about you, Jen? So probably around 2008 or so, I started kind of playing drums. I always had a, a drum set at home that I that I kind of messed with, but I never really got into. It's only when I started seeing... So uh, you started playing nine years after I met you? <laughs> Kind of, because, so I was in band before that, I was back in oh, okay. middle right. school I started out in percussion, and then in high school I did a little bit okay. in drumline, and so I got a little bit of training in that regard, but when it came to like an actual kit, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, probably not until 2008 or so, because then I started watching our drummer at our old church, who was uh, Jeff Samuel. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I just right. like idolized this guy, you know, this guy's the best. So, yeah. um, if you're listening, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we, love Jeff. we love you, Jeff. Um, we, I used to watch him all the time. And then uh, after he kind of stopped playing, I started watching. It's kind of when YouTube became a big part of my life because I got a lot of lessons just from, from watching other guys do mm-hmm. drum covers of worship songs, Hillsong yeah. songs or Planet Shakers when they were really big. Yeah. So just watching these guys try to mimic, mimic, mimic them and huh. then... Eventually, I just got a kind of wind of how they did this, kind of understood the structure of the songs and okay. the dynamics of how yeah. these songs were, were tailored. So, When it comes to church and music, mm-hmm. music plays a big role uh, in worship. But at the same time, I guess you guys would agree, I don't know if you, have, you can say it, if you agree or not, worship is pretty big. It's, it's, it, ha- is, it, it encompasses a wider spectrum than just music yeah that's a good way to put it right so but being in Pentecostal churches uh, or non-denominational churches mm. music has taken a major part of our worship and so don't you think that has caused people to misunderstand what worship is yeah definitely yeah, so absolutely. how would you understand worship and how would you see that misunderstanding about playing for me worship well I guess it's not for me it's literally you're it's an adoration of God. You're, you're there to spend time. You're there to commune with God. And so if, if you're able to turn it on and off within yeah. standing up and sitting down, you know, <laughs> that kind of defeats the purpose of why you're there in the church to worship God. And so it's really, a, it's, it's kind of more of a lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's kind of, a, it's overused, yeah. that, that phrase, but like, you know, worship is a lifestyle in, yeah. in that 
everything you're doing is is meant to either please God or show God that mm-hmm. you adore Him, mm-hmm. or show God that you're wanting to honor Him. Yeah, yeah. And so the words you say, the things you do, and I mean, and, and it's easy for me to say because I rarely succeed at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just that's my personal. Yeah, opinion. yeah. What about you, Finney? What what you were saying, Alan? I like, I agree, and Jen, what you were saying. Both of you guys were on point. I feel like uh, just growing up in the denomination that we have grown up in mm-hmm. just feels like music and and the word worship are almost interchangeable in our lexicon. And yeah. I think that's, uh, I don't know that that's biblical, to be honest. That's very you know? true. Mm-hmm. So I, I was challenged recently just uh, from one of the guys in, in our church um, that was speaking on this. And he was really challenging us to find anywhere in Scripture where the word worship specifically mm-hmm. was used alongside uh, music. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the word praise is used um, yeah. many times with, with, uh, in association yes, with music. Yes, yeah. But as far as worship, Genesis uh, 22, verses 5, And Abraham said to uh, his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The, the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So, you know, I mean, that, I believe that's the first time that uh, worship is mentioned in Scripture. And and I feel like every other time that we see it, it usually involves some sort of surrender, yeah. sacrifice. There's some level of pain involved. That's true. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, d- just, to, just to kind of, like you were saying, just to diminish it to some kind of a, a euphoric experience, yeah. Yeah. I think is wrong. But at the same time, I do think it's very very powerful tool to really kind of put us I don't know I guess in a I don't know I guess it fosters an atmosphere of like you know like especially in corporate worship it allows us all to yeah kind of come together yeah yeah and also the fascinating you mentioned the first worship mentioned in in Genesis there's no music instruments in there yeah exactly and it's just it's all it's all about surrendering it's all about actually actually someone's about to get murdered yeah giving up yourself yeah giving up your only thing you have yeah now equal to that in the worship what are we doing like at least let's say so yeah so worship takes entire life and music plays probably that little role in it and music definitely does play a role we can't underestimate that as well I uh, also want to emphasize how we can worship in our vocation, our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, personally, whenever I go to work, I, I, I consider that an act of worship. So the patients I see, the um, conversations I have, yeah. I, I, I make sure I give them my best and I'm yeah. centering it around Christ. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, if I'm right, you guys are not fully staffed musicians working for churches, yeah, right? No. Right, no, no, we're just yeah. volunteers are, yeah. at our so, local church. Yeah, right? and so. which means you, you have the definition of worship as you're going to work. Uh, mm-hmm. You worship the Lord, not mm-hmm. just on Sundays playing music. Right. Um, but yeah. I think uh, on that same note, I kind of wanted to uh, preface how a lot of youth in our culture, I think there's that part where they go to, let's say, an event and they have an experience in worship um, and that becomes a life-changing event to them and because of that they tie worship to to that particular event yeah. and that particular experience they have. Mm. And so because of that experience they don't really have the basics of what it is to be a Christian and they keep coming back to those events hoping, hoping to meet with Christ and have that emotional high. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's how I grew up. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's that's what I thought. Again, like like I was mentioning, until a few years ago, mm-hmm. I, re- I really had a hard time even separating the two. Yeah. So, which means like you go, you saw worship as just getting that emotional high when you worship. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And how did how did that happen? How did you switch that? How did how did the realization shifted? Um, is it, really a lot of it was conversation mm-hmm. with with friends that are also involved in um, you know yeah. music, and so I mean I would I would be curious actually if you guys don't mind me asking what what do you guys think like could we subtract music completely mm-hmm. from uh, the church and mm-hmm. could the church still function because from oh, from my understanding yeah. like. True. You know all the offices of what is there is fivefold ministry. Yeah, yeah. So like none of them really talk about you know, worship. None of them talk about yeah, well, no, music. music. Yeah, yeah. So um, and I, I would imagine uh, of the of the billions of people, or I think I don't know how many Christians there are in the world, but I'd I'd be interested to know how many of them. Uh, have the luxuries that we do as oh, far as yeah. like these awesome instruments, sound systems, things like that, yeah. lights, even you know. Oh yeah, uh, lights. Light is a new thing. Yeah, right, and, and smoke <laughs> machine. And yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I'm not saying any of these things are wrong. I guess the question is like, uh, if we were to subtract them, are they really a necessary part yeah. of um, you know uh, a, a Christian community? So then, I think I think they're very powerful and very useful. The, but this it's one not completely essential, necessary. maybe. Yeah, yeah because I, I mean, I... definitely agree that Western Western churches, any churches, have the luxury of having instruments and uh, enjoying the music. Let's put it that way. But when you go to a certain part around the world, yeah, they only have hands. Yeah, um, they they make they make music out of their hand. I, I mean, think clapping. in a lot of our churches, that's why we grew up clapping our hands so much mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and traditional yeah, churches. Even our, even our own parents. Or like, a bar, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, we have I mean, a few things right, yeah. to use. I don't know how to explain thumbbar. But uh, <laughs> I think it's, well, hands. Jen should know. What, yeah, Jen. <laughs> it's essentially a drum that you 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 hit with the with the a soft mallet. <laughs> a is soft it so, mallet. No, is it's it a, a snare drum without a snare? Well, it, or, it could be used like that. So I use or a snare drum. Floor tone? It, no, no, no it's, it's none of those. It, it's essentially a snare drum with the snare, the wire taken off. Yeah. And then you kind of hit it, hit it in yeah. in tempo with the song. It makes like a ding 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 yeah, ding yeah. noise. That's very well. Yeah. Done. I mean, the, Thank you. the, the uh, historical churches as well. Like, I mean, historically, Pentecostal Indian Pentecostal churches, they didn't have any other instrument, sure, so yeah, they used right, that. Right. Now we have psalms, but um, they they talk about worshiping with your hands and all that. But also, I had another thought churches around the globe for example underground churches in china or iran places where you got to be careful how the sound goes out of the building so they just don't sing sometimes or even if they sing they don't probably use massive sound and also churches old churches in england where there were only hymns which means they were only singing uh, out loud without much instrument. I think a lot of the time those are prayers as well, right? Yeah, Just prayers and they were singing together. Uh, so you see even a lot of churches have big choirs. So so you bring up singing and choirs and, and chants or whatever in general, but yeah. Fini, when you're talking about what needs to be or whether it needs to be subtracted from a service, does that are you talking about just the instruments or the stage lighting or are we talking about melodies in general? 
are we are we including those chants mm-hmm. in in whether we even need those right in uh, a service? I think I th- I only remember one reference in New Testament mm. that says this, uh, sing to one another. Oh yeah, that uh, encourage one another with psalms and hymns. Yeah, yeah. So, um, however that looks, I guess like I think it's again, I think it's useful. I think it's encouraging to the body to have it. However, it, it plays out. Yeah. I guess the unhealthy thing is for for us who grew up, you know, in that setting where like, I mean, we we kind of have that monolithic idea of worship being music and then when music is not there us being maybe confused as to what to do as a community uh, as a christian community to grow and so i don't know i i feel like the i guess the method could be whatever but the question is i i'm not even suggesting to take it because mm-hmm. i mean bo- both of us are still involved in um you know our music teams at church mm-hmm. so um and and i enjoy it like i think it's a very powerful time to uh, worship together if but, i was to uh, play devil's advocate and mm-hmm. say um what about the example of david how he he praised god um dancing and singing in the streets um what would you say to that isn't it like yeah. Central to our worship to have music and be expressive. I I don't think there's anything wrong with I mean a part of being a human being is expressing mm-hmm. uh, yourself in various ways, especially through the arts. And so when we're express, expressing our love to God with that, I don't think I mean I I think God will only be honored by that. Uh, I I I'm only saying like the problem comes when. Um, like when there isn't that, or it's, when it's we that don't equating. have that, yeah. It, it's it's when let's say like for whenever I watched um, Bethel music videos, mm. uh-huh. I was super weirded out by the the dancing and the the flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, do yeah. in the church. Yeah. I'm like this this isn't worship. This mm-hmm. is this is nonsense you'd a see on a marching far, band yeah. field, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but then I, I think about like well okay so what. What equates his worship? David danced all the time. Exactly. He he, and people thought he was you drunk. Know, so what yeah, they thought he was drunk. Is so the uh, dividing factor. What's the difference? It's it's more I think a matter of comfort for us because it's not something we're used to. Okay. So when we see a, a band on stage, we're like, yep, that's the worship team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if we see anything different, so it, it's easy for us to say, yeah, that's how worship should be. When yeah. in let's say China or something, where mm-hmm. all they can do is hum or yeah. just small clapping yeah. so if that was to come to our church and if they hummed yeah. a song we'd be like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not worship yeah, <laughs> that's yeah right yeah, it's true. so it's so it's it's a matter of at least in my opinion um what you're used to and yeah. and okay. seeing that change or any changes that that step away from the norm yeah uh, I, yeah i think i agree like when when we are grown up with a set of understanding of this is worship we got to sing four songs. If you see five songs, that's not worship. Things like that. If you're you grown up or if you're used to singing, seeing that a specific thing is worship, then we think all the others are actually not worship. It's the same thing. Art is, is, is an important thing. Human beings are gifted. So drawing, I've seen a lot of places where they draw during the worship. It's the same thing. I mean, I, at the beginning, I'm like, this is, this is not worship. But then on the other side, why not? Why can't somebody, God has gifted them a talent, an artistic way, and they start drawing out of, out of God's inspiration? Mm-hmm. Now, can that not be worship? So I, I, just, I just 
stood up for these for these guys, right? Yeah. Is there a line where you're like, okay, yeah, now we're that's, that's pushing into question. the weird boundary? There's Let's one. say they, you know, well, I'm not going to even say anything. I, but, I, but. Okay, I have an example. So I went to a concert one time. I don't even remember the band. And we were there, um, me and my friends just standing and maybe clapping our hands, um, singing with the songs. And all of a sudden, a couple of women stood up and started screaming and running through the aisles, like over and over again. And that really weirded me out. Like, when do you, when does, when, where is the line drawn between what is worship and what is not considered worship. <laughs> well, it's a difficult, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, Finney, if you have any thoughts on it, I mean, you can mention it, but at the same time, like, I think, I, I truly believe the Holy Spirit that moves, and the Holy Spirit decides it, and it's, it's up to, after the individual giving thanks to God, and I grew up in India, and I've seen people go crazy doing the worship, and it's not from the right spirit. Mm. Um, and you can see it, people, those who are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ in the right spirit can discern that. Yeah. If you, so, if you look at, uh, I was just talking to Finney about this a couple of days ago. If you look at uh, Paul when he was in Philippi, yeah. he had a demon-possessed girl following him, That's shouting, right. yeah. this yeah. is the, the servant of God, you know, yeah. over and over. And so people could be like, yeah, listen, she's worshiping. Yeah, like, why yeah. you? But Paul knew in his spirit. This is a demon possessed That's right, girl, yeah. and he, in in his discernment, he had to cast the demon out. Yeah, um, I would I would tend to believe that the the Holy Spirit is a spirit that garners peace, mm-hmm. and and is not looking to be erratic or dis, dis, uh, disturbing. Yeah, or distractive. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's my t- that's my yeah take. I've been trying to like lately. I've been trying to just kind of compare our own experiences with uh, maybe what early church, you know, was how how they were doing things. Because obviously, yeah. I feel like the modern church is getting a lot of things wrong, I feel like, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we're able to put on, you know, conferences and a lot of these public events and stuff like that. But as far as a personal relationship with Christ, a deep discipleship, uh, I, unfortunately, I feel like that's too f- few and far between. I mean, unless you guys disagree with me, that's kind yeah, of the, you know, that's kind of what we're seeing. Yeah. So, as f- in, as far as what happens in a service, or you know, kind of like what what goes on in a corporate setting, I would, I think we probably even need to take a step further back and see what um, how a how a uh, a body of Christ or a congregation yeah. should you know what I mean yeah. and so uh, or how they grow together or what does community look like and yeah, so I mean, when there are a group of people that already know one another that are worshiping God together yeah I would love to see a camp or a conference you know where where we all get together and we just don't do music what what would that look like yeah. yeah what you know what would come of that you know and so I'd I'd always be interested or I was always interested to see like well, what would that look like yes. Yeah. Thing. Maybe there might be even tell you attendance would be lower. It's ingrained in sure. our minds, right? So. Yeah. I think what Finney was mentioning is is something really important, and I would say probably all of us in twenty first century have to take a real note of this mm-hmm. because the gospels or in, in Acts we see the community coming together, we see them worshiping together. But we hardly see a mention of music instrument. Yeah. I think it, it's vital that they probably saw worship as living together in community because they worshiped Jesus Christ. Jesus, worshiping Jesus Christ or dedicating themselves to Jesus Christ was a mark of a Christian. 
and they saw an outpouring of life of Jesus Christ in their life as a mark of a true worshipper. Probably there is no music or probably there was music. I don't know. Uh, we could probably assume that they used musical instruments, but that wasn't mentioned. Mm -hmm. So it is a it's a it's a very important thing that we could actually take an order from first century Christianity. And also, well, it's a good thought that we could consider that can we sustain a, a camp or a conference without a music instrument? Can we worship mm -hmm. Lord by by just hymns? And that's a probably a good thought to consider. And uh, I guess let the organ organizers have to deal with the ramification of that. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like that's all we have time for today. In conclusion, I would like to say that it's very important that we consider worship it not just as um, the music we play in church or uh, what we see on stage or who's on stage even. It's highly about how we live our lives on a daily basis and how we represent Christ to those around us. As Alan and Finney mentioned earlier, the early church showed a prime example of this in walking with Christ and giving everything to Christ. Once again, this is Regina Varghese with Theology Untapped, your source for theological discourse. 